0: And we're back with a episode of the MDM Podcast. Joe Morales, Trevor Markowski with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Trevor, good afternoon, buddy. How we doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Good, man. We got a lot going on in the air. We have a playoff football game. Wow, play, Trevor, playoff football. Haven't heard that one in a second. We got playoff football this weekend. We have a fallout with Carlos Correa and the New York Mets. And then, of course, all the other NFL playoff games that we'll get into. But. We'll start with the news of the day and the news of yesterday, which was Carlos Correa's deal with the Mets fell through. And I remember being here when the deal was signed. I believe it was December twenty first when they when when John Heyman reported that they were they were they were going to agree to the deal, and he had just failed a physical with the Giants, and twelve hours later he was reportedly in New York Mets. And going into those contract negotiations with Carlos Correa. Steve Cohen knew that there was something wrong with Carlos Correa's ankle. He still went ahead and gave him twelve years, or reportedly gave him twelve years and well over three hundred million dollars. And after they 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 cordially agreed to a deal, he was then going to go in and change some of the vesting options and add a few more physicals here and there. That's not how this works, Steve Cohen. That is not. How it works. So Carlos Correa takes his talents to Minnesota now, Trevor, for I believe it's a little less money, but in the end it's about the same amount of years. Actually, it might be the same AAV, just with just ten years instead of instead of twelve. But it falls out with the Mets, Trevor, and he is now in Minnesota. And it's really
1: embarrassing for both teams, I would say. And we had this talk a little earlier. I don't know with Correa. Have the Mets really improved that much now? From that's, a, this
0: season? that's a great point, Trevor. I, we, we talked about this last week. Without Carlos Correa, the Mets are the same team from last year, just with a half-a-billion-dollar payroll. They really are. They replaced the Grom with Verlander. They replaced Bassett with Kodai Segna. And they replaced Tyron Walker with Jose Quintana. Now, they've made small bullpen moves, yes. But, Trevor, this is the same team from last year that was a wild-card elimination.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot. More, I think there's a lot more questions on the pitching staff now too because you got new guys.
0: Yeah, to- you, yeah, yeah. You have you have an unproven Japanese starter. You have Verlander, which I don't think there's any question about Verlander yet. He hasn't given me any reason to, but he is forty years old. Yes, and Jose Quintana. I don't think he's very good, Trevor. So, you're right. There are a few question marks in the uh, in, in the rotation. And in the bullpen, and Trevor, the entire team, too. They have an open hole at third base now. It's going to be Eduardo Escobar or Brett Beatty, depending who wins that job out of, out of camp. And the outfield's still a little shaky, too, with the Marte injury, who's playing left field every day. There's a lot of question marks with this team, still.
1: Well, the odds have responded too because now that Mets were a favorite, they're now they're tied for the third choice at 750 to win the World Series with the Dodgers also at seven fifty, and now the Astros are the favorite at six hundred, and then the Yankees are the second choice
0: at six fifty. So the so Yankees, the Yankees have jumped them now.
1: Yeah, yes, and the Mets have kind of it, really. If you look at, it, there's really no the, the odds really didn't really shift that much to your team, it's just that the Mets
0: really just went back. Right, right. The Mets went back. Right. So and, now, and they're so tied with the Dodgers and who else? Uh,
1: so it's the Astros are one now. The Yankees are two, and then it's the Dodge and then the Mets and Dodgers are tied for three.
0: Okay, got it. Got it. All right, that makes sense, yeah. But, um, yeah, without Correa now, so the, the idea was they were going to put Correa at third base, meaning that Brett Beatty and Mark Hanna can platoon in left field because but that's what Buck Walter's looking to do. He's not looking at Mark Hanna play left field for 162 days. But now they'll have to play. They have Guillaume at third as a possibility, Escobar at third, still Brett Beatty's there. And then what they're going to do in the outfield, like I said, like Mark is not going to play every day. Uh, stalling Marte dealing some injuries. So there are a lot of question marks and it warrants me to to wonder what the Mets are gonna do. Now they're gonna go out and trade for Brian Reynolds. Has have they angered Steve Cohen? And by the way, Trevor, I don't buy into this notion that Steve Cohen is this angry monster who's gonna go out there and and, and make every trade and every signing in the book now. I mean, there's not much left to do. This part of the offseason is kind of boring now after the lockout that 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 these all these guys are signed. So like who is there left? I mean, I don't really think there's anybody crazy left.
1: Well, really, really, you know, the Pirates want young pitching. The Mets kind of used all that up in their Scherzer trade and other trades in previous years. So they really don't have that much ammo to really fire.
0: Uh, they, I mean, they don't really have anybody on – yeah, in, in the minor leagues, no one really stands out. I mean, there aren't a lot of pitchers the Mets have that are, you know, like young and and something that, that Pittsburgh won. I think you're right about that. but. Yeah, they
1: I really see both New York teams really don't have a good shot to get Reynolds, in my opinion.
0: I just personally, I don't think he's getting traded to begin with. I just don't think he's getting traded. Why so would Pittsburgh far, want to give up a, a, a talent like that? Well, so far the
1: front hasn't moved. He hasn't gotten traded, there hasn't been any movement of him resigning with the right. Irish right.
0: Team. It it looks like those negotiations are, are not going well.
1: So I, how many more years does he had left? Is, is this his last? I want to say
0: I want to say two. It's two years.
1: Well, the question is, if you're the Pirates, if he plays well the first half of the season, your value does go up.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I, or I, or well.
1: Or the other thing is, is that do the Pirates come out and surprise a few people or are in contention? One of those two things is going to happen.
0: No, I don't think they're going to be a contention. I don't think. I don't think they're that good yet. I think maybe next year they could surprise some people, but. They're kind. They're un, They're underpaying him, or excuse me, they're they're trying to underpay him right now as it is. If he has a superstar year like we've seen him have, he's going to warrant more money, and Pittsburgh has not shown that they were willing to do that. So, I mean, if he has a good year, I think it kind of increases the chances that he's gone in the middle of the season or at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I like I said, I really don't think the the Mets are really going to get him.
0: No, I don't think so. I don't think the Mets are gonna get, I don't think the Yankees are getting him either. But um, And good.
1: You're talking about outfielder too. If you get the Brandon Nimmo, he, he did stay, but they gave but that was a lot of years and a lot of money. They they
0: pay, they they paid him handsomely. They did.
1: Um so I think there's just a lot of you know, you know, Chris Bassett's gone, Michael Conforto's gone, Beth Lugo's gone. There's a lot of questions that um <clears throat> that's really been going on. I mean, he did resign, you know, Adam know, but he hasn't really been the same since he left the Yankees.
0: He had a good year last year, but he's also up there in age. That's that. That's he that. has.
1: He has. It's just you know, I see a lot of, you know, like Troy Williams. He left. I think there's just a lot of questions that have to be answered And right now. You know, in your opinion, are the Mets as good as the Braves?
0: I was gonna, I was just I was just about to bring that up. You know, the the division is very good as it is. The Braves haven't done much this offseason, but I think they're st- I think they're better than the Mets. They were better last year and the Mets Philly haven't improved. really done anything. Philly has proved a lot. I mean they they signed uh they signed Trey Turner. They got a pitch or two on blank and on, but they had they they had a they they, they they made some moves also. Uh the Mets to me are a second or third place team in this division, depending on how Philly turns out. I think Atlanta is still better than them. I don't think the Mets have gotten better.
1: Well Take a look at the Phillies have done. They've signed Turner. They've signed Walker.
0: Walker, that's who it was. That's who I was playing it on. Um, Two very good signings.
1: They lost Gene Segura, but they kind of have a replacement that for that. Trey Turner. Turner. Um,
0: they just tra- uh, they just traded for Gregory Soto too the other day. Yep,
1: yeah, and they have and they also have um, Greg Kimball now. Yes, Who they've got. So they're you know they have they have definitely made a move. And certainly, if you look at it now, the the teams who look really well out of this is the Padres and the Phillies for going with other shortstops compared to Correa.
0: Right, right, right. And and Phillies' bullpen scares me a little bit. It's very old. It's very, dare I say, washed up. It's not very good. But um, if they can figure that out, maybe get another addition or two, I think the Phillies can possibly overtake the Mets. And it also depends on what the Mets do. If you're telling me they go out there and, and sign a left-handed outfielder or trade for like a Max Kepler type, uh, that makes them better. If they go out there and get a little more help at third base, if that's what they're in the market for, then I, I tell you that's good too. But right now, I think we both agree, Trevor, the Mets are, would you say the second or third place? I probably think they're second.
1: I think they're second right now and I just looked at Atlanta. They haven't really besides Dansby Swanson. The team has really changed that much. No,
0: no, and they have Trevor. Do not be fooled. They have plenty of middle infield talent on in the major league roster right now. Vaughn Grisham played extraordinarily well last year. They can just slide him over. You know, it, they they have plenty of talent.
1: Yeah, the the only thing is they did lose Kenley Jansen, but uh he's on he's on the other side of the, of the slope I think in his career. Right, he, I I think so too. But they did sign Nick Anderson to one year deal, who I think is a pretty good sign. I
0: love Nick Anderson. I I, I love so, him a lot.
1: I still think, in my opinion, until you know it's February, so it's a long way to September. Right. But right now, I think the Landers, you know, my opinion, still the team to beat in the in the East.
0: Say it again. Yeah, so, Sorry, you cut out. Say it again.
1: I, I think Atlanta's still the team to beat in the East. Oh, I I I
0: completely agree with you, Trevor. And until somebody takes them down, they're still <laughs> a team to beat. Now, good. Sorry, you want one more thing? No, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, so uh, we'll transition out of the football slot because we do have a playoff team in the city this weekend, Trevor. Our New York Giants head up to Minnesota for wild card weekend. And I said this last week, and I'm not jinxing. I'm not saying they're going to win. I think it is a game they can compete in, Trevor. They played on Christmas Eve, and Minnesota won on that franchise-long field goal. And you look at how the Giants played in that game. Daniel Jones handled that environment very well, and you look at the way Minnesota gives up points—they have the third most points in the league. I think this is a game the Giants can compete in and maybe steal up in Minnesota. Well, the only three-pointed dog so the line thinks is to put even. The line thinks it, the line thinks is actually very even.
1: You're right. Did you did you see the
0: news coming out of Miami before we just? Came I up? did. I was gonna I was gonna address that when we do our NFL uh, uh playoff predictions, but that is they're done. <laughs> There's no other the way to eight, put it. They're done.
1: The line has ballooned to Buffalo being a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. In a playoff
0: game. game. Isn't that crazy?
1: I, in a playoff I, game? I, I, I didn't think Miami was winning anyway with him.
0: I, thought, I Trevor, I thought with Tua. And you saw the way they competed with Tua against Buffalo this year. There was a good chance they could have played him closer, even picked off that game in Buffalo. They played him very, very close this year.
1: I, to me, in my opinion, after everything that happened, I don't see Buffalo losing in their home. They could lose on the road. Or neutral site, but I don't think they're losing at home. In my opinion.
0: Right, and and before we get back to the Giants, you think McDaniel's out if they lose this game?
1: I don't know because the team has certainly improved from where they were a few years ago. But... Right,
0: right. I just think that the the the, the way they finish the year, Trevor, with Tua or with without Tua, from eight and three to, to, to nine and eight is it, it, that's pretty bad, dude. You you can't have that happen. Do you fire him? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not.
1: (laughs) I would keep him for one more season to see what happens.
0: Yeah. No, you probably have to. You probably have to. Um. Anyways, back to the Giants, Trevor. What do you? How how do you think the Giants fare this weekend?
1: I think it's a close game. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think the only reason why I give Minnesota the slightest advantage is Minnesota at the quarterback position and other positions are much more playoff experience than the Giants do, which I think. I, I take into account a lot, especially when the inexperienced team is on the road.
0: That's going to be interesting to see how the Giants fare this weekend and if they win, how they fare later on, because you're absolutely right. This team has little and no playoff experience. Jones, nothing. Barkley, nothing. I mean, we'll, we'll jump around the tackles. Neil and Thomas, nothing. There is a large portion of this team that has no playoff experience, and it affects everybody differently. In the end, it probably won't uh you know help them in the playoff experience but you know it, it 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 affects everybody differently and if the giants can overcome that and they have a they have a head coach who's played in playoff games before as a coordinator now I know it's different but he knows what it's like to play in important playoff games in buffalo so maybe that he he can he can you know muster something up with these guys and maybe daniel jones and saquon barkley become playoff heroes like, heroes i can only hope trevor but um, that that could come back to bite him. And, and in my opinion, if the Giants do lose this weekend or later in the playoffs, it's going to be because of their playoff experience.
1: And in contrast, Kirk Cousins, who has had a lot of experience. Right.
0: And and, and pretty good experience, too, an NFC Championship game. You know, he's trying to get over the hump and get to a Super Bowl. That is, that's, that's the next step for him.
1: Yeah, I, I, in, in, in my opinion, I really don't see these two teams really being Get over the hump in the NFC compared to the other team. No. Both of them. No, I, I don't think so.
0: Trevor, can I also bring up one more point, and I'll I'll address what you just said in a second. I I, I just love of this. I want, to, I want to bring this up though. Mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell, a Vikings coach, has never coached a playoff game before. That that could come back. Do you, th- you do you think that's big? Like I'm now that I'm starting to think about it. That that's that's pretty important. That is pretty important, but he does have a uh,
1: playoff. Leading quarterback, he can lead on
0: right. That's that's very true. That's very true. But uh, you know, hopefully that <laughs> this playoff experience can come back to bite him, and it won't bite Dable. But um, sorry, you, you brought up the point about. I'm sorry, can you, can you say that again?
1: I, I I don't think both of these teams will be in the Super Bowl. In my opinion it will be, I I don't think they're good enough to beat
0: Sam. Hey man, so I mean, we I kind of outlined this last week, and, and and I'll do it again. The teams the Giants can beat in the uh. In the playoffs. Once my computer finishes loading, I can uh, I can help you out with this. So the Giants, if they won and Tampa Bay won and Seattle won, the Giants would line up with Tampa Bay. That's a game I think they can compete in, Trevor. And then the
1: only, the only thing is about that game is that Tom Brady playoffs is very different.
0: I understand that, but these are not the same Tom Brady teams as as we've seen in years past. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. So like th- that that's that's one portion that's that's one part of it, and also now, um, if Seattle can take off Philadelphia the second round, and I'm talking about the Giants or Vikings here trevor, that is a game that I think either these teams can win against Seattle. I don't think they're playing well against Philadelphia, but I think Seattle's a team that can handle Trevor. so I think there are things that can happen that can benefit these teams, but going against San Francisco is gonna be tough. I like the way the Giants played with the backups at Philadelphia last weekend. I thought it was it was it was better than I thought it would be. But um, between Philadelphia and and um San Francisco, and also let me also throw in their Dallas because Dallas seems to have the Giants number. Those are some teams that I would not want to play if we uh if we have the opportunity to, you know.
1: I I I would agree, and I just to me in my opinion, I know it's hard to beat a team three times. San Francisco and Seattle, I think all of a sudden, I think Seattle will play them very tough.
0: I think so, too. I do think San Francisco will come out on top, though. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Beating a team three times is, is tough, but I think it's also something they, uh, they come out on top with. Now, let's shift now to the NFL playoff picture overall, Trevor, and give our official NFL predictions. And let me just say last year, Trevor, I 100% nailed the AFC. You did. 100%. So my track record in NFL playoff picks are are very good. So, Trevor, we will start in the AFC, and we will start with you. I'm going to draw a little bracket on my paper here so I can keep track with you. But um, I will read off the games to you, and you give me the winner, and we'll go all the way. You want to do round by round, or you want to give your entire AFC? Round by round. All right. So, Trevor, we will start with you in the AFC wildcard round. Miami at Buffalo.
1: Uh, I I think Buffalo wins this game pretty easily, yeah.
0: All right. Game two, Baltimore at Cincinnati.
1: Um, I I, I give it to Cincinnati either way. I think if Lamar plays it doesn't, play, I still think Cincinnati comes on top.
0: And will that be the end of Lamar and Baltimore?
1: I think it's too early
0: to tell. Okay. And arguably the best game in the AFC playoffs right now, Jacksonville hosting Los Angeles.
1: I'll give it to Jacksonville.
0: So my buddy told me this yesterday, and I wasn't aware of it until he told me, and I I, I should have known, but I, I just forgot. You know these teams played earlier in the year. Yeah,
1: you know, all these teams, every matchup is.
0: You're right. Every every team has played each other. That's also something he pointed out. But I had to look into it because Jacksonville and, and Los Angeles was one of the only two that I was the only one I didn't I wasn't sure of. But Jacksonville beat up on them in Los Angeles. Now, uh, Los Angeles was missing. Two of the top receivers. They're missing Austin Eckler. So it wasn't really a fair game. But Jacksonville did beat them. A win's a win. They went up, they went to a hostile environment and won. I
1: I just think that Jacksonville's riding the momentum right now, and I think they'll win.
0: And that's a home game too. Yeah. Alright. Um my AFC predictions are are very similar to yours. Um Miami, I have over Buffalo. I have excuse me, I have a Buffalo over Miami. I have Cincinnati over Baltimore. I do have the Chargers beating Jacksonville. I just think San Diego is better overall. And now with a, health, a healthy core, I think I don't think Jacksonville is all that good. I think that was a terrible division, and they took advantage of their schedule, which credit to them, credit to Doug Peterson and everyone there. But I didn't think they played well in that game against Tennessee, Trevor. I thought that was a very sloppy game. And I think San Diego is just the better team. So I do think the Chargers win that game, Trevor. I, I see your point. I just think the momentum will give Jacksonville enough to get over. That's a, that, that's that's very possible. That's very possible, Trevor. So you want to keep going with the AFC? Or you want to go to the end? We'll st- We'll stay with the AFC. Okay, we'll stay with the AFC. So you have Jacksonville traveling to Kansas City.
1: I'm going to take Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I I I I I'd bet so, Trevor. <laughs> um, next would be Buffalo hosting Cincinnati. Now is this a neutral site game or no? I think the championship game would be a neutral site. So so divisional round does not count. Yes, yes. All right, so Buffalo uh, hosting Cincinnati, Trevor.
1: I'm going to give it to Buffalo, it you be a good game. Yeah? Yeah.
0: So that's a Buffalo-Kansas City AFC Championship for you. I have Kansas City hosting the Chargers. I'll take Kansas City. And Buffalo hosting the Bengals. I will take the Cincinnati Bengals, Trevor. Okay. Which would set up Chiefs and Bengals. For me, you have Chiefs and, and Bills. Now, I'm sorry, say it again. Chiefs-Bills is neutral site. Yes, I believe so. Where do you think that's gonna take place?
1: I don't know. See, I don't have Boggie Goodell and speed dials, so I can't <laughs> answer that question. Um they'll probably have to think about, you know, who's the NFC team is so they can eliminate right. that.
0: Well, I, I have I have two options for you. Number one is Detroit, because they always seem to play these games in Detroit. Whenever a game has to be moved, it's always Detroit. Or Lucas Oil. Right, or Indianapolis. But also I heard someone say this on the fan yesterday. And I kind of agree with it. These are two cold weather teams. This should be an outdoor game.
1: I I don't think the NFL would. I
0: don't think I don't think they're they're voluntarily going to put the game outside. But Indianapolis or Detroit will be my guess. So Trevor, Kansas City hosting wherever it is, Buffalo. It's, that's a neutral site game, so there's no home team. So so yeah. uh so it's, it's like a Super Bowl. Who wins?
1: I, I'm gonna give it to Buffalo.
0: Buffalo, you have them running that DeMar Hamlin stuff.
1: I just think Buffalo is a, a better team matching up against Kansas City. Really? I, mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, mine's Kansas City versus Cincinnati. I will take Kansas City. So I have the Chiefs representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. You have Buffalo. The two very common picks, Trevor. Nothing crazy there. All right. Let's... AFC, uh, NFC now, Trevor, the more important side for us Giant fans. We'll start with the 7-2. Seattle travels to San Francisco for the second time this year.
1: I think Seattle plays them very tough but I think San Francisco talent wins out in the end.
0: All right, so you have San Francisco winning that game. They are the two seed. All right. Trevor, the next game, our New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings.
1: I think it can go either way. I think in the end, I think the playoff experience will play a part. I have to give the edge to Minnesota.
0: Wow. Trevor takes the Vikings. All right. It's the three seed there. And then Tampa Bay and Dallas. What a game.
1: I'll give it to Tampa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Trevor, look at this. You have the one, two, three, and 4 in both conferences. You are so boring, Trevor. <laughs> no, normally I am not that boring. Right. But... I would say normally you're known for your for you're for your crazy exotic picks. but You're going the safe way. No no problem there. So far
1: the safe. Way. Good change.
0: Right, right, right. Well, well, yeah, we'll see we'll see what you got in the next round here, Trevor. All right. Seattle versus San Francisco. For me, I will take San Francisco. I think they're they're very good to to uh to say the least. All right. But I'm also I'm rooting for Seattle, Trevor. I want that home NFC Championship game for the Giants. Yeah, I just...
1: Yeah, I so.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, Giants in Minnesota. I got to be that guy, Trevor. I got I to gotta stay faithful to my team. The first time watching playoff football since I was 12 years old, Trevor. Give me our New York Giants.
1: See, Joe, I will be rooting for the Giants, but when it comes to my picks, I try and keep my... Well, I, I
0: hope you're rooting for the Giants. It's your team. I hope you root oh, for them. I, <laughs>
1: but when I do my picks, I try and keep my rooting interest out.
0: Right, 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 right. And then Tampa Bay and Dallas. Trevor, i going to take Tampa Bay. I think Dallas is this team that's that's one and done. I don't think they're very good. And um, there are going to be some questions about their head coach this offseason. And Dak Prescott, the quarterback. But um, I think Dallas is done. But Tampa Bay will move on as a home game. Brady has to get at least one playoff game every year. So um, I'll take Tampa Bay there, Trevor. All right. All right. Now for you, Philadelphia hosting Tampa Bay.
1: You know, with the whole Hurts and everything, Tom Brady I'll, This is my first upset of
0: playoffs. I like Tampa Bay. Wow, Tampa Bay going to Philly, huh? Mm-hmm. Good one, good one, Trevor. And then, now, I think Hurts will be ready, but you just have Tom Brady just t- because of the experience and because he's Tom Brady. Yes. All right. San Francisco hosting Minnesota. I'll take San Francisco. Yeah, that's a, that's an easy uh, that's an easy win for them. All right, mine. The New York Giants going to Philadelphia. Taking on the Eagles, I have to unfortunately take the Eagles here, Trevor. They're just the better team, and uh, the Giants are not ready to, to take that next step yet. So I'll take the Eagles there. The Niners and the Buccaneers. This is going to be a very good game, Trevor, but I have to stay true to my word. I think this San Francisco team is going deep. I think Brock Purdy, alongside Kyle Shanahan, and everybody up there in, in San Francisco are doing very good things. So I will take the Niners in the NFC Championship. In the NFC championship. Or in the in the NFC uh, divisional round, playing in the championship. All right, Trevor, your NFC championship: the Niners and the Bucks. Who you got? I think
1: the Tom Brady run ends here. I like San Francisco. All
0: right, I have to agree with the San Francisco. I'll take them over Philadelphia. That sets up for me a Niners Kansas City Super Bowl, which that was was that was that a rematch of from a few years ago?
1: Was it Niners Ravens? I think.
0: You, no, no, wasn't Ravens. Who was it? I know the Niners
1: played the Ravens a few years ago.
0: No, that was twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah. I the twenty eighteen. I I'll have to look it up that. I think that it might have been um, might have been the Patriots. Now I'm thinking about. It. All right. Anyways, um, and you have Buffalo, San Francisco, So, Trevor. This game in Glendale, Arizona, Buffalo versus San Francisco. The two two seats. We got.
1: I think in the I got to give it to Buffalo.
0: Buffalo. Okay. Wow. It's a, it's a good year for Buffalo, dude. Josh Allen gets his ring.
1: I think so. I just think the quarterback situation will come back in the end.
0: Right, right, right. Trevor, I got to stay true to my word. These Niners are so good, dude. And uh, it's going to be a fun off season with them with all these quarterbacks. I will take the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl. What are we on? 50. Where are we on, Trevor? 50, uh, 56. 55? 55, something like that. Yeah, I don't know what we are. But uh, there you go. I have the Niners. You have the Bills. Trevor, I will keep these picks with me so when we are terribly wrong, we can, uh, <laughs> Hopefully get one more show out next Sunday night and, uh, you know, be the last one until the summer. We can make fun of ourselves. Well, yeah, okay. those are our NFL playoff predictions. We are sorry to anyone we picked. Now um, the Giants are playing this Sunday, and I know me and Trevor will be rooting for them as always. But for now, I'm Joe Morales. That's Trevor Murkowski. This has been the MDM Podcast.